1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, 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 investments and retirement and getting you hopefully to a golden age. You know that time, that wonderful season we all find so pleasing when you're 60 plus and it hurts to wake up it hurts to get out of bed. I just want you to have enough money that you're able to fund your retirement with some decent class and intelligence. Fed Chairman Janet Yellen's giving a non televised speech in Jackson Hole today. It's going on right now. So we'll talk about it as it unfolds. Uh it's gonna be a big one, in my opinion. Um in large part the year started with us thinking there's gonna be four interest rate hikes. Some people said two, some people said one, some people said four, some people said we'll see. Um, It was going to be a measured pace every three months. Then we did the first one, and market didn't really like it. And then the whole Brexit thing happened, and the world economy continued to slow. And, well, long story short, uh, not much got done. So not much is getting done at this point in time on the world, on the stock market, on the U.S. stock market. The S P five hundred entered today's session down one half percent for the week. It's risen seven point two percent over the previous seven weeks, so it was a consolidation period. It's kinda nice to be quite honest with you. Trading volume this week has been remarkably light end of summer, which is likely coincided with vacation schedules. Obviously, um you're not gonna do a lot of trading if you're sitting on the beach in Nantucket. Eating oysters. Oh, a little beachy. Okay, gotcha. I'm with you. I'll give me the mood. Very relaxing, isn't it? I could use a vacation. It's one of those summers where I didn't vacation. I like a lot of three-day weekends, but nothing nice, nothing to write down. Ah, uh, back to reality. Market participants today have been treated to some second quarter deliciousness of GDP. It was revised down to a 1.1% from a 1.2%. Second quarter GDP, 1.1%. Ooh, in Goldilocks terms, that's a little bit on the cold side. If I was Goldilocks, i I say, Papa Bear, Papa Bear, can you microwave this for me for a bit? 1.1% GDP, not good. Personal consumption expenditures growth was revised up to 4.4%. That took the contribution to GDP growth from that component to 2.9. I'm not even going to talk about it. Let's just say GDP growth was was anemic. It was like that pasty white child who goes out of the sun. Dad, I think I'm getting (laughs) sunburned. Yeah, you are. Too late. Oh, what else do we have here today to talk about? How about my favorite story of the day? Pizza by drone. Unmanned air delivery set to take off in New Zealand. Domino's Pizza is getting ready to set a robot to fly your pizza to you. What could possibly go wrong with this? A hot cheese pizza in the air falling to the earth? Sounds like fun to me. How about kids with slingshots? How are they going to stop that? A New Zealand pizza chain aims to become the world's first company to offer commercial drone delivery service, a milestone in a once unthinkable quest to save time and money with an airborne supply chain dispensing with people. We don't need people to drive. We've got robots. How insulting is that to people? It's pretty insulting to me. Some of the world's biggest companies, including Amazon and Google, also known as Alphabet, they plan to make deliveries by drone and aviation authorities. Yeah, just... They're setting it up in the United States, and Britain, Australia, New Zealand. So some countries have been relaxing rules faster than others. Uh, 7-Eleven has conducted a single commercial drone delivery. Coffee donuts with a chicken sandwich is part of a trial. Um, Just another job that goes away. And a job that you don't have to have a lot of education to have being a driver. Trust me. I know I drive. So... um. So Domino's and 7 Eleven deliveries both use drones provided by US headquartered Australian drone company called Flirty. Domino services, uh, still need to come over, overcome some random hazards like power lines. Oh, there's just this little thing called a power line. Moving vehicles, children in the backyard playing. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a couple of them, huh? So we have that going on. And again, that's a sign. I think that's a bad sign for world economies. We all know that in the 1980s, Domo Arigato, Mr. Robota, the car manufacturers, you know, started saying these assembly lines are expensive. So we started moving all our factories overseas, right? Um, because the labor was cheaper. And then when we couldn't do that, we started automating and robotic- roboticizing our, our factories. So the more robots that could do work, the better, right? Saves money. We're going to do the same thing with fast food. You're seeing more kiosks being entered into the world of um, fast food restaurants. There's a restaurant in San Francisco that everything is, not everything, but it's very robotic. So you order your quinoa Bowl, and it chop, 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 chops, puts it together for you. No human involved. That's pretty cool, right? The only factories we have in the United States at this point in time are cheesecake factories. So we are a fat nation of oopaloopas. Trust me. I'm watching one right now eat food. <laughs> <Go>! <laughs> oh, I hate watching oh, people eat food. Oh, nuts! You could actually torture me by by, by watching me, me, by forcing me, uh, tying me to a chair and making me watch people eat food. I'll give you anything. I'll give you any secret. I'll break. I can't do it. I can't handle it. So Fed Chairman Janet Yellen talking, rate hike cases strengthened in recent months. Japan's August inflation data disappointed, spurring further stimulus expectations. The dollar has rebounded. Somewhat hawkish tone out of Fed speakers today. Remember, the Fed's getting together in Jackson Hole and talking money, talking policy. Heavily weighted financials and technology underperforming today, out of the gate. Um, taking a look at the numbers. We We're green so far, which is positive. We'll see as the morning plays out where we go what huh, I'm hearing something um, ultimately what uh is the dominant story of the day and or not eight hundred five one six, twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six, twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Mylan laboratory's still in the in the news on the whole EpiPen situation. And I kind of feel bad for the CEO because she's getting grilled and she's become the, I guess you would refer to her as a taskmaster. So it's like everyone's, everyone's taking a shot at her. And I'm like, don't you think making $18 million is a lot of money? Yeah. But look at other CEOs. I mean, you get what you get paid what you're worth or what the board's willing to pay you. And you can't, you know, argue after the fact. Um, Obviously, a crisis has developed, and you don't want to promise things that you don't want, can't deliver at this point in time. So this will all cool down at some point in time, um, as well it should. The Federal Reserve Chairman Jenny Allen says the case for the interest rate hike has strengthened. Little domo got Ten-year Treasury sits at 1.5 percent. Gold sits 1324 now. The Vix is unusually quiet. There's no drama out there. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
0: That's 800-516-1220 Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW
1: back in Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money investing more. I'm a pretty big fan of trying to get you to retirement. Some days it's a little bit easier than others. Yes, we have to talk about GDP on occasion and no, it's not fun. Couple things you, I want you to have roughly a million dollars by the time you're retired. That's kind of a, a vague number, right? Because listen to what, what else I'm going to say. I want you to have 10 to 20 times your income by the time you're retired. Which one is it, Rob? Which one is it? 10 or 20 times? Or is it a million dollars? And the answer is, I don't know. I don't know your budget. Um, There's things that we do to financially stop ourselves from succeeding. Um, yesterday, I spent a good part of the day helping a friend move because their family has hit kind of a, I would say, a financial wall where he just wasn't relevant in the workforce anymore. So 20 years ago, you come to the Bay Area, you have a degree in computer sciences, you can get a job at Yahoo, Excite, uh, Microsoft. You hear about rumblings of little companies starting at Stanford and and Berkeley. But those skill sets don't age terribly well. And that's one of the reasons I brought up the whole Domino's drone. How many jobs in the future are going to go the way of the robot? So I get freaked out when I see people get, like, philosophy degrees in college. Um, And even, like, lawyers. Like, the law degree is, like, Pretty cliche, right? We all kind of know about the person who's like, yeah, I'm going to stay in college and get a lot degree." Um I think we're going to have, you know, the, the lawyers are going to become robots too because computers start getting smarter. You know, the, the investment that companies like Google are putting into intelligence are extreme. Same thing with Facebook. Uh, Chatbots that, that answer questions. How about the chatbot versus the robot? Um, I can already tell you my company, Salem, would, you know, would much rather have a chat bot answering our technical email questions than to have a human being. Human you have to pay money to. Human you have to pay healthcare for. Chatbot, not so much. So, just know, I think it's going to get tougher out there. And I think your skills, you're really going to want to focus them um, on the high-end math and science. So... Uh, there's stupid things that I could tell you, like bring lunch to work. I know people, well, first and foremost, let me finish the story about the, I helped a friend move because basically their, their relationship failed when you can't earn enough money to live in the Bay Area. That's going to put stresses on your marriage. It's going to put stresses on your sexual life. It's going to put stresses on a lot of areas. Um, so moving out of the Bay Area because of a, a financial failure because of a job, because of not proper education for this market. And again, um, I see that happening more and more. Do I think police officers are going to go out of business? Nope. There's some careers that I think will be around. Do I think the slow person the DMV is ever going to go out of business? I hope so. But something tells me that DMV state workers is going to be around at least until the day I die. So I want you to start saving more money. And especially if you're not making as much as you used to. And keep in mind, I think it's going to get tougher out there in the future. So you're like, I own a home. Well, if people don't have jobs that can afford your home, your home's not really worth that much. Um, So I own a home that just got appraised at La-Di-Da. My expectation is it might be 50% of La-Di-Da or it might be La-Di-Da in 10 years, but it's not going to go any higher. I just don't see the wages increasing. Now, yeah, there is some phenomenons. There's the Prop 13, no one wants to sell home in Bay Area. That works in my favor. There are some phenomenons of uh, China doesn't have the, how shall we say, the the nicest government on the planet. Therefore, Chinese nationalists say, I want to buy a home next to Stanford. So I got that going for me. Um, But I I can tell you one thing that's not driving home prices up in, in my part of the neck of the woods. It's not wages. So just try to be honest with yourself. So, yeah, you know, I want to save more money. In some months, I do better than others. Um, lunches, you could easily, easily spend, what, 10, 20 bucks, 20 bucks a day on a lunch, right? Easy to spend at least 15. So do the math. Times that by five, times that by four, and you've got a, like a, a nest egg starting at that point in time. So um, eating out restaurants, not only is it bad for you and unhealthy, but eating at home saves you... 50, 60 bucks a dinner? Am I just eating really expensive dinners? <laughs> I guess I am. But then again, also, I don't like eating crap. I don't like eating um, dog food. I do like to eat crap. <laughs> so anytime I see, like, dog food... Oh, good no. Is it Taco Bell? Oh, Burger King. So My board op is eating Burger King. So The one thing that I ask him hey. when he eats is to not chew with his mouth open. Um, I need curtains in the studio. <laughs> so I'm the only radio host who can't stand it. Um, if I wasn't saving enough money for retirement, the first thing that goes, cable. So, lunches, I'd, I'd, I'd make my own lunches. And it's funny, because in college you could do that. Like here, like ramen noodles was good enough. If I wasn't making a lot of money, i had to go straight back to the ramen noodles or something like that, even though that's not going to kill you. But uh quit the gym. So... Uh, Gym 150 bucks a month usually for most people. So that's $1,500 a year. So cable, 100 bucks a month, that's $1,200. But that sounds like a ludicrous idea. In college, I lived with a guy named Mark who, uh he honestly, and this just, it weirded me out. He would watch TV from 8 o'clock till midnight every single day. And it wasn't good TV. It wasn't like Breaking Bad. It wasn't anything like that. It was always like shows like Two and a Half Friends. He would watch Friends as if they were his friends. He would laugh when Ross would do something silly, Um and he would like chuckle out loud. And I'm like, watching TV by yourself and and laughing out loud, kind of weird. Like, I don't know, doesn't work for me. So, anyway, um, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about, uh see I'm not I make enough money that I can have like good problems like I can have the problem of expensive cable I can have the problem of like this weekend do I walk to the restaurant or do I drive to the restaurant a friend of mine asked me to help with the move yesterday and I had to drive around and you know, use my manly skills my manly truck driving skills and that was probably like 20 bucks of gas right so walking there's so much money to save you don't have to earn a lot of money. You don't have to invest a lot of money. You just have to learn how to save money. That's a, like a component that no one ever looks at. You can find me online at Roblox Show. Twitter, Roblox Show. YouTube, Roblox Show.
0: Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: So, I don't want you playing the lottery. Actually, I do want you playing the lottery because you're a loser. you're going to lose in the lottery, you're going to lose in the scratch-offs, and that money's going to go back to the system to help people, hopefully into the education system somewhat. Sadly, I think, I imagine most of the money going to lottery officials and them living big, big, fat cat lifestyles while you're in poverty because you were stupid enough to play the lottery. Um, so play the lottery. I highly endorse it. Um, it's bad financial advice. It's evil Rob Black financial advice. Um... Or, if you're not going to play the lottery, at least consider uh, picking up a country twang and writing bad high school poetry. It's even better than doing Banjos. Taylor Swift. Do you know how much money she made last year? Take a breath. Take a breath. $170 million. Like, just go write that down. I, you used to call her a country megastar, now you have to call her a pop megastar. Number one highest paid entertainer last year. Um, $80 million in earnings. So, she saw a 112% increase in the year, including 1989 World Tour, brand partnerships with Diet Coke, with KEDS, with Apple. So, that's fascinating. Now, the year before is Floyd Mayweather, who pulled in $300 million. Basically, having the ability to beat someone up, so what's this tell you about life? Play the lottery, um, write bad high school poetry like this. You sit in class next to red-headed Abigail, and soon enough your best friends laughing at the other girls who think they're so cool. We'll be out of here as soon as we can. So. <laughs> I think we just play music for the rest of the day. One hundred and seventy million dollars, right? Back then, I swore I was going to marry him someday, but I realized some bigger dreams of mine. Because when you're fifteen and somebody tells you they love you, you're going to believe them. And when you're fifteen, don't forget to fall. Don't forget to love before you fall. Ugh! Oh, I got into the wrong business. <laughs> 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Money mistakes are something that I think are pretty common and pretty regular. Um, and I do want you to do everything you can to try to fix that. Thinking cash is always better than credit is a huge mistake. I use credit on a regular basis, and I love credit. Um, I pay it off. I service it. So you're probably pretty well versed on credit cards and don't carry a credit card balance for month to month. Um, but if you stop swiping altogether, you do yourself a huge disservice. There was a card that came out this week that has a $450 one-time fee or annual fee, but it gives you 3% back on all your purchases. And I'm like, I'm going to look at this. It's a, it's a Chase Sapphire card. And if you spend $3,000 or $4,000 in the first three months, they waive that $450. And it's 3% cash back. And it's like, I've got a city card in my wallet, you know, that's 2% cash back. Um, I've got a travel card that's 2% plus 10% rebates on anything that you spend in travel. Like, so that's probably like 2.2% all things considered. And then you start doing the math on this one and you're like, it makes sense if you're going to be spending a lot of money. 3% off everything. And again, I know you're saying you're you're incredibly cheap, Rob. Yes, I am incredibly cheap. Um, I like anything that's on a, 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 a deal. So why buy a mattress at full cost when you can buy it at 50% off? Let's say that your Macy's is your store. Macy's has one day a year where they put basically everything in the store at 50% off. Why not buy on that day? I like buying on Black Friday. I've got no shame. Um, this past weekend, Best Buy had a 50th anniversary. I know you're saying, really? Um, 50 years. That seems like a long time. But keep in mind, it probably started off as like a, a stereo store in Minnesota. And it kind of eventually came into something else. Um, but I noticed that for the iPhone 6, they were offering $200 off the newest model um, for the 64 gig. And then another $100 if you did everything online. So it's $300 off on a you know $500 phone. I'm like, why not? Why go in and get it on the first day? Why not get last year's model? So I'm pretty big on that. So Come on,
0: you can do better than that.
1: No, you can't really do better than that. So I do like buying on the big days off. And um, Mark Cuban said something along those lines. You know, Cuban, he speaks in such sound bites that sometimes it's not really quite fair to quote it Um, because it's so out of context. But he basically said, every American, if you're going to buy a dishwasher this year, buy it on Black Friday. If you're going to buy a refrigerator, buy it on Black Friday or... Look for those great grand deals, those great days of savings. So the biggest mistake I see people make is not having an emergency fund. And that plays itself out in a lot of ways. Um, let's say you're doing a mortgage closing, and they're like, oh, you need to wire $10,000 to finish this deal. And you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Well, an emergency fund can kind of cover you while you don't have to sell stocks and move things all around and, like, replenish it. Um, merchants funds are great to have, especially when you make mistakes and forget. Um, people not saving money for retirement. Uh, starting my career, starting my own company, there was a year or two where I probably could have done better with my 401k, but I was so focused on working 55 hours and 60 hours and 65 hours and 70 hours that sometimes I get it. You know, I've got a friend who uh, just had a baby. I get why the 401K is going to be a very low priority in her life for quite a while. But it shouldn't be because these are the years that you're between the ages 20 and 60. And it's super ultimately quite important. So you have to save for retirement. Um, I don't get that. I've got a, a family member who's been out of work for almost two years. And I just don't get it. Because not only are you out at work for two years, that means you're spending your savings for two years. Right? Are you with me? Um, but on top of that you're not saving for retirement, so you're taking two years away of that. So you're drawing down your savings, you're drawing down on your retirement funds because you're not putting money in your retirement funds. Um and sadly this is and this is just brutal of me. Um I make statements to myself like when that family member comes to me for money, um there's no chance. Because I didn't take two years off and go to Costa Rica. I didn't take two years off and go to Lake Tahoe. Um and you just have to like, it's like when you have a truck. People come to you and say, I, I want you to help me move. Can you help me move? I got something I got to do this weekend. Can you help me? Same thing when you have money. Family members will come to you down the road and say, Hey, and it's, it's very daunting. Uh, one of my friends, uh, her mom has a QVC problem. Her mom's got a lot of problems. Her mom's extremely obese and doesn't work. The dad, at one point in time, was a salesperson who got let go from a company he'd been with his whole life. So he's like 55, and now he has to like learn another career. So he learned another career, but it basically had a 30% pay cut. And her mom has had a couple strokes because of obesity, and her mom's like 55, right? In that, in that range, stays at home all day long, and has like. She goes to Amazon, and like there must be a secret page on Amazon where they have nothing but junk, nothing but garbage, because that's all this woman buys and puts in her house. And there's some sort of mental disease with that, because I think my mother had a little bit of that for a while. Um, my mom, when you're older and no one talks to you, I think QVC somehow puts into their airwaves the ability to like talk to old people, or old people think you're talking to them, because my mom bought a papal pen, papal pen, yeah, a papal pendant, 60 bucks. So remember when the Pope came to the United States a couple years ago? My mom wanted to get some for her grandchildren, so she bought six of these things with taxes and with delivery, it's almost $500. It was ludicrous amounts of money to be spent on it. Um, and my mom's not even that Christian or Catholic. Um but for some reason the the, the the Pope visiting the United States she wanted her grandchildren to have a pendant that marked the occasion. Um total value of these six pendants probably less than fifteen cents. Um, but when you're lonely, that's what you're gonna do with your money. So um so I see a lot of people spend money like that. And in this case with my friend's mother who's fifty five ish and she just she goes to Amazon.junk.com send it to my home, um, she's got money. And, oh, oh, get this, oh, oh, get this. So the mom actually stole money from one of her daughters because the daughter's kind of like a live-at-home kind of daughter, you know, not quite. There's two daughters. There's the successful one, and there's the one that is kind of lingering around the house. So the mother tapped into her daughter's bank account and drained it to try to hide some of these credit card charges and um, uh, QVC type of charges. So you think your life is, like, drama? Trust me, I see people's lives that are ten times more dramatic than yours. And it's, uh, it's never good because it's always about money. So I see a lot of people uh, put their money, uh, put their kids, like I've got a friend, Sarah, out in Livermore. She spends hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on her kids' acrobatic gymnastic classes. Nothing on her her kids' college savings. Which do you think is going to pay off in the future? Okay, so she could do splits. Maybe she marries a billionaire. Starts in Fifty Shades of Grey, Part 4. Wonderful, but probably not. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
0: Call Rob Black now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Briefly put, investing isn't as difficult as it looks. I'm really, really shocked by how bad people are at it. But then again, I think we're taught that. Um, one thing I really, really hate about investing is Wall Street and the whole mentality of wearing a suit. And I'm a broker. <laughs> That's laughable to me. Um, oh, I've been there and I've done that. So, trust me, it's Wall Street's cute. but The whole power thing with the image is, I think, destructive for average people. What you really need to do to financially succeed is, number one, set priorities. What are your priorities? Is it kids? Is it college? Is it a house? Is it a retirement? And you want to put a dollar amount next to the goals. Kids are... St- Start at $250,000 from zero to 17. A house, where are you going to live? Bay Area, put $600,000 by at minimum. Probably closer to a million. Um, because you do pay interest, right? Next up, you want to make a budget so that you can see those goals, those priorities that you just wrote down. You want to make a budget so that you can fund them. If kids are going to be 250000 you need to start saving some percentage of your money. If one of your goals is to retire at age 60, you need $1 million. Maybe if your salary is 100000 you need $2 million. So you have to have a budget. And I hate budgets. Budgets are not sexy. Thong bikinis in Mexico, sexy. Nice beaches, maybe a Corona. Is a Corona a good beer? Uh, maybe how about Modelo? Let's go Modelo. Modelo Especial. Mm, beer. On a beach? Are you kidding me right now? Maybe a massage uh, before dinner? I'm, I'm in. You know, I once was uh, snorkeling in Mexico. I see this big fish and I point to it. I'm like, I, I had uh, a camera. Because I'm kind of a big deal. I had an underwater camera. Who has underwater cameras but Rob Black? I'm kind of a big deal. This makes me sound like I was a spy in Mexico, but I wasn't a spy. So I take a picture with this huge fish, and guess what the fish turns out to be? A barracuda. Not exactly the thing you want to be putting yourself next to and take a selfie with. Okay, to become financially successful, you have to have a budget, you have to have goals. Next thing up, you have to have some of the basics of, of banking. You can't keep the money in your house. You can't. You have to have some sort of place where you can go. I love my banking apps. They kind of taught me... Hey, you need more money to pay your bills because <laughs> of my budget, right? Um, you gotta understand, 401k is the way to go. Uh, if that's all you do as an investor, that's that's all you need. I'd love for you to do more. I'd love for you to have extra ways of, of generating income by having like an income portfolio. But inflation's the boogeyman. Inflation's gonna run two to four percent a year. Um, investing will get you seven to ten percent a year. Real estate will get you about four to five. Uh, if you're lucky and you're not buying at the high end of a cycle, so 401ks are magical. They're incredibly cheap. 401k, 403b, 457s, all good. So those are the five basic things that you need to know to just start, you know, accumulating wealth. You want to, like I said, maybe come up with an income portfolio where you're investing in individual stocks or ETFs. There's an S and P 500 low, uh, low cost. It's a value dividend play. So it's value stocks that pay dividends. That's a nice way of accumulating wealth. Um, investing in bonds are basically IOUs. I like bonds. Um, I like municipal bonds. I like, but see, municipal bonds differ like gold and clay. Like, I'd rather buy a Palo Alto municipal bond that yields 2% versus a Stockton, uh, bond that yields 6%. To me, Stockton is a, a city of, um, Crime, <laughs> city of poverty city of my life didn't go the way I wanted it to city of I can't quite break out of this cycle so on Thursday night I'm going to dance my daddy is a preacher I'm going to dance I'm going to dance my way out of this city um, another life lesson learn to control debt debt's okay you don't have to be debt free you don't have to be that, that internet article he's 34 and has been traveling the world for 7 years You don't have to be that person. But debt's okay. Mortgage debt, student debt's tax advantage. I like it. Credit card debt, evil. Evil. Um, You want to save for college. So it's a big expense. It's it's one of those budget items a lot of people never think about. And then they get there. And this is tragic. Uh, One of the listeners of the show, her daughter... When she was 14, she used to sell raw black tapes. She'd come to my seminars and sell Best of uh, best of Tapes, which is pretty cute. 14-year-old gangly girl. She looked like an ugly Taylor Swift with a lot of zits at 14. She goes to New York University. Mom and Dad pay for it. Basically drain their life savings to send her to NYU. An amazing school. And she gets a degree in journalism, which is awesome. Kind of. So that degree was probably a good Hundred, hundred twenty thousand dollars with housing probably hundred sixty. dollars uh, Journalists probably make about twenty, twenty five thousand, 25000 maybe a little bit more um, but they never had college savings so when it came time to pay for her college they went into their, their their retirement money and it's a little tragic oh and she turned out to be hot by the way and I kind of wanted to date with her but I think dating your old intern is never oh. ever never a good idea um, buy used cars if you can, until you're rich. Unless you're rich or poor, buy, buy, buy used cars. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Pick up the phone and give me a call. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. Get life insurance, term life insurance. Have a homeowner's policy view on a home. Update it on occasion. I'm Rob Black. Find me at RobBlackShow.com.